Good morning, everyone. Morning up straight. Uh, last year at our anniversary service, I, I spoke on the theme of uh, Emmanuel, or God with us. And Jesus is always speaking his word, and he says he will always be with us. And uh, as, as we speak again today and after a year, um, I trust that this is true. Uh, we said then that best of all, God is with us. And I, I pray that that would be um, your faith and your knowledge today. Today we're moving to a, a practical concern of how we live out the message that God is with us. And, and we're looking, we're facing, as Andrew said, uh, issues of membership in, in trust that, that God will speak to us in, in, a, in, in the way that God speaks as he's promised to do. Today I want to set out a, a Baptist interpretation of the church and, and to set out the issue of membership as, as the leadership have explored it, and then to present a, a survey of our own church and some wider observations about church and membership. And the purpose of this is only that we be followers of Jesus and that we live as a, a community of, of the gospel of Jesus. More than other churches, I think the Baptist Church has a, a, a community interpretation in, in the deliberate way that it's set up to, to have uh, conversations or to review matters of, of gospel living, e even matters that have a, a great passion about them. But the church is not a, a religious fief, a fiefdom where we judge others. They're saying in Matthew 7, 1 to 6, it, it's very easy to live like that. Baptists have as a tradition placed community interpretation ahead even of our personal Bible study as a Baptist conviction about, about what the gospel is and what the church is. And we've already given out some, some biblical material through our forums on baptism and membership, but, but it's about what we do with it, how we choose to live that and practice it that counts. And it's the community that comes together and lives and interprets Jesus' word out of a close relationship with other believers. And this is the community work that we're doing with the membership proposal that the leadership has put out. And it asks not whether I have the right interpretation or Bill and Mary have the wrong interpretation, but it asks how this particular interpretation which is shared with the community, will, will fulfil the community in, in the promise of the gospel. Jesus' battle with Satan in, in Matthew 4 was a struggle for God's word. It's not about finding the right verse, but it shows how, how we will live out God's word as Jesus speaks to the church. Don't just quote me a verse, enough already. It seems to be the message of what Jesus is saying. So we need to come together with a, a community interpretation and struggle to find God's will and then to practice it together. And we've already been doing this over a time as a community of leaders. The Baptist Church has a baptismal interpretation of the church looking at the new community of baptised believers actually living out the, the word of Jesus and following that together. 
So Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Baptism is a sign of regenerate church membership because the whole church sees the Holy Spirit in each believer as they are baptised and take their part within the community. It is the freedom of faith of the believer combined with a solemn, solemn recognition. It's only in the believer who follows Jesus as Lord and who is changed in that de declaration that, that we are even able to speak as a community like we said through the word of scripture and the, the practice of following Jesus. So this is both a, a literal understanding of the command to baptise and a definitive statement that each person is baptised into all the teaching of Jesus as part of community membership. Each member is to help the other baptised believers to live out their faith in the confession that Jesus is Lord. As we did the work of the membership uh, team uh, review team about a year ago, it became the real work as it must in a, a Baptist church to first find the importance and the place and the rightness of, of baptism by immersion for us and, and to renew in what all, all that means for us as God's people. In the prism of baptism, what do we now see of the church and its people? And how do we judge what Jesus is saying to us today? And how does that sit as a basis for our belief and our, our church practice? All of those questions and issues are what we're talking about when we talk about a, a baptismal interpretation of the church. I want to take this even further from community interpretation to baptismal interpretation and then to a kingdom of God interpretation. When we seek the kingdom of God, we see all our, our practices in, in God's fullness, to welcome the stranger, to preach the gospel, to support the weak, for example. And we, we give ourselves unreservedly to, these, to this practice. We, we must do this to follow Christ and to be a Christian. It is here that Jesus also speaks freely and continually in the Gospels of the will of his Father. To hear God speak to us as he did to at Jesus' baptism means to live even further than the commands of Jesus and to be blessed with God's love as Jesus was. Each believer is a beloved child in the will of the Father and in his eternal blessing. Our own interpretation of Jesus' command is never to become a community code, but is only a point where we learn to listen again and again, to loose and to bind, to sift and to follow. We learn to appreciate in that way the love and the mercy, the peace of God, and to love him freely with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. We learn to give freely as God gives, to be merciful as God is merciful. And this, this is the greater righteousness that Jesus spoke of because it doesn't remain with an argument or, or a division or support a, a power base in the community, no, no matter who we are. It leads us to yearn still more for God in a, a time of community strain and we seek God's will more as we come back together. 
Whenever we talk of a, a, a baptismal interpretation, it's a long word, <laughs> everything must come together in God's love and faithfulness. And when we look at a community-wide interpretation and community membership, we see everything of this beloved community of Jesus coming together in the will of our Father. It is God who confers the kingdom on us in the love and obedience of Jesus. The proposal for membership points to our obedience through baptism, which remains critical and central in this proposal and the practice of this church. It further asks about the community commands we, we are called to follow in Jesus' name and seeks community blessing in, in the will of our Father at, at each point of the question of membership. The practice of baptism and the wider community proposals do not clash with each other. The one is never a compromise of the other, as I've hum sometimes heard it said. Both of them come together in the word and the, the community of Jesus. Wrestle with a, a conundrum um, about membership we've been looking at. In, in our fellowship, we have uh, confessing Christians who, who are God-fearing people from another Christian tradition. And because of a long and deeply held faith, they are nervous about the rite of baptism. If in any way it seeks to diminish or disregard the things God has already done in their life and their confession. They are prepared to confess their faith publicly, but having decided to follow Jesus, they want to be true to his words from the beginning to seek the kingdom of God and never to turn back and start again. I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. And I, I hope we all, every one of us, believe the same for ourselves. These people sense the warning in Paul's words in, in Galatians that if, if you let yourself be baptised, for Paul it was to be, be circumcised, uh, where, where in your past life is, is the grace of Christ? It may seem overstated, but uh, this is the feeling. Maybe I become a backslider and have no true confession of Christ remaining. If I forget you, Jesus, as my home base and not tell the world of God calling me before, I have turned away from you. They claim a God-given birthright, as John 1.12 signifies, to simply stand as God's children. They don't want to give up this birthright easily like Esau gave up his blessing cheaply for a bowl of soup. In Matthew's term, they, don't want, to keep, they want to keep the saltiness of their faith and not to lose it. They do not come relying on a previous church tradition such as infant baptism. This is something others may wrongly assume about them. As already regenerate believers, they want only to rely on their faith in Jesus' word and that word alone. They, they never want you to accept infant baptism or anything about that, uh, but they seek in the Lord that you would understand their own confession of, of Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour and, and allow it to stand in the words that they'd already given to God, first of all, and, and then in public witness. They want to be good Baptist citizens the best that they can be. 
Matthew talks of, of both obedience and, and sacrifice as, as responses we make to Jesus. We can and do talk as Baptists of, of the obedience of baptism. But we need also to talk about the way we, we bring forward the sacrifice or, or the gift of our community to God as, as we meet for the church's business. We focus as Baptists on, on the right of baptism. Yet we also need to talk about the way we come together with every believer in the fellowship. In Matthew 5, Jesus calls us to be reconciled to our, our brother and sister when we do the church's business, when we come to the altar. Jesus commanded us not even to begin the church's business with God if we are not reconciled with the brother or sister, so bringing them into the centre of who we are. They're never to be separate from the community's way of life. The way of life and our, our sacrifices is to go and get our sisters and brothers and, and bring them with us when we meet with the Lord. As a contrast, the Old Testament way of preparing outsiders to do business with, with, with God's people uh, comes out in Exodus 12, 48 and 49. An alien living among you who wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover must have all males in his household circumcised. Then he may take part like one born in the land. No uncircumcised male may eat of it. The same law applies to the native-born and to the alien living among you. This is perhaps the closest scripture to what we were talking about with membership. In the New Testament, this was all changed. Paul, as a Pharisee, would have often reflected on those words as he read them, the same law. Yet, as an apostle of Christ, he replaced it with a very deliberate understanding that we come to God in the same grace of faith, what is called justification by faith alone. He starts his letters all the time, the blessing of, of Christ, the blessing of the grace and peace to you all. And this is what is so radical and different about the church than any other human organisation. It challenges us not to make laws to define a boundary, but to look at each believer to see if we can discern the same grace of faith as, as a basis of conversion, a sign of God's regenerating work in their life. We get to hear their life story as one of confession of Jesus Christ and we see how they are graced with the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's talk, talking um, a bit about a way, way of discernment and that's what we're doing uh, with this proposal. With, with God, uh, the first part of, of discernment is, is often judgment, and after that comes salvation. <laughs> um, and to be judged is, is a warning, um, and it's a warning here um, whether we find the kingdom or, or we don't, or, or what we understand uh, more deeply of, of God's kingdom. And... Uh, 
here are a few scenarios in the gospel, and this is, don't, don't hear it as my word, I'm, it could be very cheap just to read out a few verses and make a caricature, but, but listen to it as, as God uh, speaks. The judgment comes out in, in Jesus' commands, but even more, um, the parables are often points of, of judgment or, or mercy. And Jesus has the right as the Lord of the church to speak in judgment and to bring us into the kingdom of God. One, one scenario or, or um, way of seeing it is, is we pray for kingdom workers. And um, in Matthew 9, 35 to 38, um, we pray to the Lord of the harvest. Um, if God blesses us with those kingdom workers, but, but we don't work with them to the full, um, that the kingdom can languish um, for, for lack of workers. So, so what the, the judgment is, what do we do with the workers who come? Um, do we put them to work or not? Just as a statement of belief, any believer who comes to the Father through the Son, Jesus said, will never be cast out. Um, what, what do we do with that? Do we, as bedrock faith, do, do we put it at the side or, or do we put that in the centre? Some people ask, um, how can a person be in God's book of life but not be on the church's role? It's a very sort of direct statement. <laughs> in Matthew, there are many very literal issues of the value of each believer, of, of spiritual recognition and care, of, of community work and ministry. And really, they all come into the overarching purpose of, of following Jesus as Lord. And there are many community warnings that we need to take heed of. Coming to the other side is the opportunity. Uh, and it's the opportunity to do the right thing and to find the community of believers. Every judgment of, of righteousness on God's part is an opportunity to do the right thing on our part. And doing the right thing is so much a, a Baptist practice. Uh, it's been treasured for, for 400 years on, on the question of, of baptism. So, so we need to be able to understand that, that that's doing the right thing. And um, to be able to see some examples of, of people who, who did the right thing. So if we look at Rahab, who, who was a prostitute, uh, she did the right thing. She shielded the the um, people, the Israelites, who came to spy on the land. Jesus' parents, so Mary, I want to do the will of God. And then Joseph, who was a, a righteous man who, who did the right thing as well. You could take that on to John the Baptist's parents, to Elizabeth and, and Zechariah. Then we come to Jesus when he was baptised. It wasn't certain what he was doing with John, you know, what what's the right thing to do here? Uh, but he took in his baptism the way of righteousness to another, another level to, to all the rest. First of all, we need to judge and do right in the right of baptism. It would be unrighteous in, in God's judgment to pull away from baptism in this community of Baptists. This is a, a divine leading. We need to put baptism at, at the centre as the way we place ourselves as a people with God. Then to do right again in, in Christ's mission, to go to others, to confer 
the blessings of God's kingdom to call people to follow Jesus. Matthew is very much about living out a faithful separation to follow Jesus, to do the will of his Father, to include always a faithful blessing, a, a beatitude or a blessing for every believer who confesses Jesus as Lord. So all, all is good for you, dear believer, for, for this is revealed by my Father. Now, I believe a faithful gospel separation should be good news for everyone who believes. The, the leader's proposal would like to treat all, all these responses as an in-community thing, never, never a basis to draw the line on, on believers in Christ and to exclude them from membership. We don't want to miss over any believer, but want, want to seek for them as part of our own community call. Our, our community has a range of views on membership, historically as Baptists, as, as we've spoken already in, in the practice of baptism. Um, sometimes the question of membership is an emotional response. I asked uh, Jared, my son, um, why don't young people come? And he said, maybe, maybe it's social anxiety. There's emotional response. Or different understandings of what is intended with, with um, membership. Is it about having a leadership pool? Is, is it about the few or, or should it be wider with the many? Or even freely held convictions about its need at all. So we're all Christians here. Why, why do we talk membership? We, we just come together and uh, that's all we need to do. So we're not, not looking only at baptism here, but there are a whole lot of community points where we need to hear the uh, community interpretation of, of Jesus' word. We need a practice of membership that listens to the gospel and then to, to a person's God story and then speaks into the, the community that is here. So not only those from other traditions, but also for everyone who's been here for a long, longer time, and not least the, the younger ones. The membership review team found that a good number of non-members were not averse to the idea of membership, but it had not been given an understanding of membership and a process by which they could become a member. And this reflects the reality that membership hasn't been a... Um, a regular focus in recent times at, at UBC. We saw the need to seriously look at ways of explaining membership clearly and reasonably regularly and encourage people to get involved. Our survey of the youth did not find any indication that they see membership as outmoded, as some of the literature and the younger generations suggest. There's an opportunity to engage people at UBC in a more intentional process of membership. Let me take this survey of community a bit further and look at the level of participation in Baptist churches in, in Australia, all around Australia. In the 2011 census, there were 270,124 people who identified as Baptist. Of these and this is in the National Church Life Survey, they measured 170,178, or 63%, were involved in the, a congregation monthly or more. 
And of that number, 37%, or 62,966, were members of Baptist churches. That's the Baptist church number. And before you think that less than a quarter of those who identify as Baptists are actually church members is, is a bad result, it's actually quite high compared with other denominations. And the authors give some further background to the Baptist understanding of membership, which will probably speak to your, your experience. The high level of involvement arises out of the nature of the Baptist community. Baptists make an individual adult commitment to their faith and either maintain their involvement or drop out of the Baptist community, often relinquishing their sense of identity with the Baptists. The high levels of involvement reflect the understanding of the nature of the church among the Baptists, that the church consists of those who make a commitment to be part of the community rather than those who happen to be born into a family which has a particular heritage. There are strong expectations about involvement in church attendance in other groups and activities. People who fail to live up to the, those expectations may find that they are not quite so welcome in church community, at least in terms of taking positions of responsibility or leadership. Membership is taken seriously in most Baptist churches. Only members are able to vote at church meetings and thus take an active part in the decision-making of the community. Yet the cr criteria for membership are stringent. Many people who are active in Baptist churches are not willing to go through the process of public ceremony of baptism by immersion, which is required prior to membership. This is particularly a problem for the many people who have come from other denominations which baptise infants. Such baptism does not satisfy criteria for membership in many Baptist churches. Thus, number of, of attenders surpass the number of members. In general, Baptist communities tend to be small, excluding people who are not willing to make a high level of commitment required of them. At the same time, they tend to have high levels of involvement in, in activity, According to the National Church Life Survey, nearly three-quarters of Baptist attenders, 71%, were involved in groups during the week. Just over half, or 54%, of all Baptist attenders regularly attended a small group, prayer meeting, discussion group, or Bible study group. These groups may take a wide variety of forms, but they usually involve some prayer and Bible study. Many churches are experimenting with different approaches to encourage greater participation and to make groups more accessible to people without a church background. Going further with this survey, what, what is the talk about baptism in, in the wider church and infant baptism? We can think of the intensity of old debates between Baptists and other churches are still ongoing, but this is definitely no, no longer so. And people could be interested in, in what is going on here. And, and, and Jesus' words to the disciples might come closer to us that those who are not against us are for you, or that those who are not against you are, are for you. Here is an interesting proposal about membership in the reform tradition. Um, Jürgen Moltmann which moves 
closer to a Baptist understanding of, of membership. On the question of church membership, we should no longer consider just belonging and standing, but should increasingly pay attention to the freedom of decision and the voluntary nature of faith. The fundament of the established church was and is infant baptism. Through it, involuntary longing, belonging was and is prescribed from generation to generation. Should we not find an intentional, though thoughtful, way of moving from the established church practice of infant baptism to the congregational practice of baptising those who are called? When newborn children are presented to the congregation, they are blessed, and in and through the infants, the people are called to Christian service on their behalf. This, however, does not constitute the sacrament of baptism. A person should come to baptism after baptismal instruction in order to combine his or her own yes with the gracefully approaching yes of God. Whoever dares to baptise his or her children as children on the basis of their future faith may not be denigrated, but by the same token, the person who does not want to take from his or her children the joy of conscious baptism grounded in calling and confession should no longer be considered an outsider. When one observes in the big cities the number of infant baptisms is rapidly sinking and conversely how in the United States the so-called voluntary religion of the Baptist congregations is flourishing, then we may no longer tie the destiny of the church to the practice of infant baptism. We should not allow ourselves to get caught up in the trend of secularisation, but should learn to esteem with all appropriate speed the personal freedom for baptism. Membership in the church without free will can no longer be accepted, but membership on the basis of free will is still valid. I mentioned that too, because both Glenelg and I and Matt and Kristen uh, followed the more Baptist way for our, our children when we, we were in another church tradition and um, didn't have them baptised and that was uh, graciously uh, allowed uh, for and uh, we had the blessing of the children. Of, co of course we work out our own membership uh, for ourselves but, but if people can see our light and even more uh, move in their practice then that, that's something at least to acknowledge. So we've looked at gospel warnings, uh, gospel opportunities to, to do the right thing in the practice of the church. We've done a, a brief survey of UBC and, and the way people understand membership. We've, we've heard about how Baptists have practiced membership around Australia. We've understand that the theological opposition to a Baptist position on the whole is, is, is not what it used to be. So what, what is our response? I've got uh, two, two senses, uh, care and, and agreement. Um, Jesus said to, to let your yes be a yes and, and your no to be a no. And, and anything more if we say too much is, is from the evil one. So be careful not to say too much and to listen, to, to listen more to what everyone in this community is saying to respect Jesus' concern for each one and we, we seek to do the right thing. We, we don't have to have it all right in, in our own way. 
So care and then agreement. Um, not forced opinions, but it, as we said, it's about broad agreement on what the gospel is. Not just my personal view, but what, what I read and what we say together. To work with others for blessing and see if we could hear God speak to us through, through agreement. To agree means not to use pressure or to disrespect the struggle of another. And this goes for both sides of, the, of, of an issue. To agree may mean to struggle to do the right thing. Coming to the point, we need first to explain of what we are saying yes to and no to. And, and this is what leadership understands in putting forward their proposal. And it's that the baptism by immersion of the believer stands at the heart of our spiritual life. And the, the arm of membership or fellowship gathers wider in the, in the mission of the church. Let's just see it. It's like uh, patting your head and doing your tummy and changing it round if you can. But um, the barometer and the heart is, is baptism. But there's plenty of commands about gathering that is quite wide. And, and if we could do both at once um, and, and bring that in and, and baptism becomes... Uh, a question for all, and uh, it doesn't get put off at all. Um, it, it stands in there amongst the, the gathering of the church. The word normative is used in our constitution, so what's the norm or what will be? And it's a sense, yes, to baptism by immersion of a believer as our core conviction and only baptismal practice is there. Difference is no, no to automatically linking baptism to membership of the community for all cases and yes to reaching wider as a church to the people around us. This is a community exercise, a, a truly Baptist exercise, a, a community interpretation, a, a baptismal interpretation, a, a kingdom of God practice. We must uh, learn charity to all for those who listen to other believers in Jesus' name and hurt in, intended to no one, not, not even to one person, Jesus said, in, in his community. The core response to this is not division or pressure, but to allow a yes to be a yes and a no to be a no, not simply as a, a vote, but as, as we live as a way to listen to God and allow for this as part of a confessing Christian community. UBC is not a place that gives up the work of finding God's will or that pushes away from its traditions and core beliefs or that communicates to the world that the un unity of believers doesn't really matter. And you know what, I've learned over a long time, um, and I always come back to this, that if we allow for our convictions by yes and a no, to, to loosen, to bind in that way, then, then we find a way to share them. Um, and that's, that's the important thing. If we are baptised by immersion, we are baptised into Jesus' teaching and we are baptised into his community with others. We take Jesus' words and all the, the practices that follow in this community. Dear Baptist, how do you hear Jesus' words to be reconciled to the brother or sister to make that the first business of the church, to bring us not simply 
to being a community of Baptists, but to be truly Baptists who are obedient to the call of God's kingdom. Is, is this a sacrifice we can bring to God? Can it be true to the words of Jesus to listen to other people's no, not, not as people who doubt or deny our church and our tradition of baptism, but as a very real cry for help so that they can remain obedient to Christ as their own lifelong pledge? Can we then accept their faithful yes to God as a willing yes to this church to work together with them and other Baptist people in the time to come? The grace and peace of Jesus to all of us as we follow and, and practice his words. I wanted to come in finishing now to pray together, address ourselves simply to God in, in the Lord's Prayer and the words are on the screen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Amen.